moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's starting in OnlyFans, and you can get half off by entering the promo code HOGS. Again, that's HOGS for half off. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogs, men. And don't forget, folks, that OnlyFans is coming up. Get your discount. But it is January 19th. That's a Tuesday night. And I'm here with the big man, Sweet Robin Shaw. What's going on? I didn't know you sold fans. Sold fans? Oh, my OnlyFans? No, like actual fans. What did I do? What did I say? Did I do something? No. What I'm not that. Are you selling fans? Fans? I'm just messing with Oh, you. you mean like fans yeah, like, like uh, wind? Uh, yeah. Ah, look at this guy. Got Off him. to a great start. He's quick. <laughs> He's quick. What's going on, people? This is the uh, new episode of The Hogs, and like Devin said last week, he's not going to be here for a little while, but I'm going to bring some people in and uh, keep this podcast rolling until Devin gets back, but uh, yeah, man, what's going on, Matt? How was your, uh, or I'm sorry, can I call you Matt? Are we allowed to call you that? It's fine. I'll come and call you Shaw. That That's usually what people end up calling I'm me. I'm going to call you Shaw. It's better than Big Rob. I've been called Big Rob, and that's weird. Where'd Rob come from? Because Robin... Ah, yes, yes. But I, I never associated Rob with Robin, so it was just... When yeah, the first time I. someone called me that, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Shaw. We'll go with Shaw. That's what most people call me. So. Anyways, man, what's going on, dude? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, here to do the podcast. That's I, right. I, I don't have the same kind of giant hog that you three have, but <laughs> I am big, so I guess by default I do. Um, hey, man, that's cool. That's cool. We're all uh, just, you know, we don't get to pick it. We don't get to pick the size, right? It just it just happens. It's just that's also like the worst insult a girl can do for any guy. Because it's like, oh, I'm sorry, woman. Are you saying that you would have picked a gigantic hog if if, if you were a guy? You would have gotten one like, hey, we didn't pick any of this stuff. I mean, they didn't choose their boobs either. Exactly. So. Exactly, man. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, man, we had some uh, we had some uh, wrestling on uh, on Sunday. Yes, I love wrestling. Yeah, that's Wait, it. We're wrestling a lot now. Going from not wrestling at all to wrestling a lot is tiring. Uh, it's 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 nice because it's like, why are we training if we're not going to actually be doing matches, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, I like training. I'm weird. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely different when you actually have something to look forward to during yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had a match with uh, Jordan Cruz. Mm-hmm. And uh, how'd that go for you, sir? Uh, I mean, I lost. That's eh, okay. But, I mean, whatever. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I like Jordan a lot. So, uh, him and I are very, uh, we're very similar in the way we think about wrestling. So, it makes it really easy. That's good, man. You you know, sometimes you just, you, you sync up with people and, and you're on the same page. Oh, 100%. And uh, sometimes it like, people are like, oh, you wrestled, you know, some big name. How was it? And you're like, it was fine. You know, like maybe like you guys just didn't really click too much in the back. It was, you know, like everything was fine in the ring, but you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. You know, like people want you to be like, oh my God, like it was the greatest fucking experience ever, blah, blah. And it's like, no, nah, it's fine. And then there's like those like maybe not as big names in wrestling that you just click with. You know, you're in the back, you're talking the match over, and it just is easy peasy. And uh, it's not like some big name, it's just 
you know, Joe Blow from this area. And, uh, you know, you just hit it off, man. Like I had a, there's a guy out in Arizona called Alvik Reiner. I had multiple matches with him and, you know, Alvik's not really well known. He kind of only wrestles for, uh, Arizona wrestling federation, but him and I just clicked, man, you know, like everything was just easy. You know, he was like a true heel. He didn't want to do anything fancy. Everything he did was dirty and I, I loved it, man. It was good stuff, dude. Yeah, I uh, I wrestled a guy named Ten Bears, who I think might have had a total of ten matches, like total, and might have the greatest name in wrestling too. I, it's amazing. He did like a Native American gimmick. Okay, and he was, he's the strongest Ten Bears, and it was a shoot. He was incredibly powerful, <laughs> so he could do all the crazy lucha stuff because he 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 was trained lucha. Yeah, and that made it even weirder that him and I just immediately clicked. And I I think part of it is because I was like. I'm going to slow you down and we're going to have an American match <laughs> because I'm not doing all that. <laughs> but like for some reason, him and I just clicked really easily and it was one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Like, and I was only like a year and a half in maybe. So yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, I'm sure if I watched it back now, I'd be like, I hate everything about this. Oh, easily, man. I watched my match. Oh shit. I watched my match from this Sunday and I, I hate it. Even though people are like, Hey, it's good. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I hate every match I'm in for some reason. <laughs> it's a curse. I, I think that's a wrestler thing. It I, is. I remember uh, talking to Bateman, and uh, literally I was like, yeah, I kind of just hate everything I do. And he basically, in his deep Bateman voice, goes, welcome to wrestling, kid. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Sunday, I had a match with uh, a debuting wrestler. Uh, his name's Cameron August. And uh, Kill a Cam. We'll call him Kill a Cam. <laughs> he, a uh, young man from the Washington area, I believe. Yeah. He went and trained at Lance Storms Academy for however long that academy goes for. And uh, then he somehow ended up in San Diego. I don't know where his travels were, but he came down here and he joined Level Up. And he's probably been there for, I'm guessing, like a year. Something like that. Something around that. And uh, he finally debuted. He debuted last weekend at the first tapings that we do for these Level Up shows. And uh, he did a great job. He actually worked with Jordan Cruz. And Benny, B-Boy, uh, after the show was like, Mike, we're going to have you on next weekend. Uh, who you want to wrestle? And I was like, give me Cam. You know, give me Cam. I want the new kids. So, yeah, man, he did great. It was a real easy match. Um, you know, it, like I said, it, I watched it. Of course, I hate it, but I hope everybody else watches it and enjoys it. Uh, it's gonna. So what Benny's doing and Level Up Pro Wrestling is doing is they're gonna tape all these matches and then they're gonna send them to IWTV. And uh, I think is that like a what like a four ninety nine a month kind of subscription thing? I think it's a little more than that, but it's still pretty cheap. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, go check that out and uh, you know enjoy it's nice uh to get some new new matches out there you know knock the rust off and that's it man that's it yeah. adam how was your weekend what's going on man good man football lots of football a lot of foosball so a lot of foosball made the weekend kind of fly by a little bit you know yeah uh kind of what i expected to happen in those games i think you think so i think so mm-hmm I'm happy the Bills won. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's the team you wanted to make it, right? I'd, I'd like to see the Bills go. Well, they will if uh, Patrick Mahomes can't play on now. this weekend. So. Oh, yeah, no. Mahomes, if he doesn't play, the Bills are winning. I, 
I'm looking forward to Tom Brady ruining Buffalo's day one more time. <laughs> I'm, a pa- I'm a Patriots fan, so even though he left, I I still am like, go Tom. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, it wasn't his fault he left. Not not at all. You know, oh, I don't blame him at all. I totally understand. Now here's a question. Um, Shaw, you're you're a football guy. Yeah. Nice. Um, Mahomes got hurt, concussed. Am I correct on yeah. that? Yeah. And he's got a banged up foot. Yeah, he played on it for most of the game, but then he got the concussion, which I still have yet to figure out when he got the concussion because I didn't see him hit his head or anything. It's so always the ones you don't expect. Yeah, I saw him get like a sleeper hold put on him, and then he just fell down. So, uh-huh. so here's the question. They have to play next weekend, playoff mm-hmm. game, you know, big game. Um, you are the owner of the Chiefs. You're the GM. You're the money guy. Uh, you're a franchise player. You're... $400 million player. 500. $500 million player. You know, he's kind of, he's, he's, he's hurt right now. You, you can't just pop right back from concussions. You know, it takes a little bit of time. Do you put him in? If he clears all the protocols, then yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, right. you know, you don't, you don't get many chances to win Super Bowls unless you're a Patriots fan. Well, hey, man. Team. <laughs> here's my, here's my thing. You got this guy locked up for what, 10 years? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you, risk injuring your 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 franchise player your big money player for the future years or do you just go hey put in the backup quarterback if they if they win they win but the thing is we got to look for the future with Mahomes we can't we can't ruin this kid we can't take any risks yeah i mean that's always like the risk you take no matter what like that's the you know RG3's rookie season was the same thing he got hurt in a playoff game it was never the same like literally yeah. crumbled but there's the thing right there. But then there's a million others of, well, this guy got hurt and they played him and they still won and he's still fine. Like that's happened too. Like it's just one of those things like a concussion is it's no joke, but like if the independent neurologist and all those guys clear him and say he can play, like I'm playing him because I'm going to win now because Andy Reid could retire next year, next season. You could bring in a coach who's not as good and maybe the chiefs never make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, when your when your backup's Chad Henney, I, yeah. I think you got to play Mahomes. You think so? Is that uh, is that what you would your call be that? Yeah, probably. Um, quarterback generally is more protected than normal, so I think he'd be okay. Uh, but I'm also like my conspiracy theorist hat says they're going to put him through. Pro- they're going to pass him through protocol no matter what, just mm-hmm. because he's Patrick Mahomes. And the NFL is not going to want their big playoff game to not have their star player. Yeah, like, he is the face of the NFL now. So. Basically, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, as much as I, I don't want to see a young man's career get like put in jeopardy with like another, you know, big hit. Who knows what you know this weekend? Uh, yeah. I understand you got you got to put in your your top guys, right? Uh, I would probably put him in and then just keep an eye on him, see how he's playing, but see like, how our yeah. offense is looking against their defense. Is he getting hit? Yeah, you know, and just kind of be like, yo, if he's if he if if the defense is all over him. And uh, and he's just not not looking 100. percent Not even you know what he half of what he can do. I'd probably be like, yeah, I'll get him. Especially out. when it comes to him, who in my lifetime I don't know if I've ever seen someone play the quarterback position like he does, where it literally looks like he's not even trying half the time. It looks yeah. like it looks like it's super easy. Like he'll make these plays where he's throwing an underhand sidearm, and I'm just like, like I I still think Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback of all time, but like. The numbers say that there, there, there's a difference between greatest and best. Yeah. Like even before Brady got to six and everyone's like, well, Rogers is better. Like 
Rodgers is obviously a more talented player yeah. as a whole, and Mahomes is like Rodgers, except even better. He just started too, yeah, so you don't even he, know. He's got, Mahomes is going to take all the records, partially because the NFL is more of a passing league now than it was when Brady came in. Yeah. But like, yeah, Mahomes is just Rodgers amped up, and no matter how great Tom Brady is, and he was also very good, like it's very clear that Mahomes is physically the best quarterback ever. Yeah. Um, if he gets to six rings, that there's a lot more factors that go into that. Yeah. You know? But but yeah, that's that's like when I when I watch him play, I'm just like I can't even believe half the stuff I'm watching him do when he's playing. Like Brady obviously has the clutch factor that other quarterbacks didn't have. Rodgers, he's not always had the best supporting cast around him, mostly due to the fact that that team is like it's weird. The team is owned by the city of Green Bay. Like they don't really have a GM now. They do. And mm-hmm. it's, so you know. I wouldn't say he's wasted his career there because for all I know, the Packers won the Super Bowl this year and yeah. he's, that means he's got two. So he's going to win the, Rogers going to win the MVP this year and he's 38 years old or whatever he is. So that's well, pretty yeah. impressive too. When I was, uh, when I was working the nightclub industry, uh, Rogers came in one night to my, uh, to my nightclub. Not a cool guy. This was years ago. Yeah. Though. It's, it's, it, I've always got that vibe from him, but it, it seems like in the last couple of years, I, he, He's either calmed down or he's found a way to hide it better. Yeah. I mean, God, I was probably like 26, 27 yeah. when he came in. So which he was probably about the same age, right? I'm guessing. And uh, so he comes in and I remember it just was like, you know, you just get like vibes mm-hmm. from people. Like he wasn't very like cool. And then he goes up into the uh, like bottle service area and uh, the bottle service girl who was a goddamn smoke show. Um, comes out to the front door and goes, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Because he's a, like, like basically saying like he's being like an asshole. And I was just, I, we all just kind of, kind of started laughing, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like little impressions like that. And I, and I, I've you know, met like a lot of celebrity name people, I guess you could say. And it's very quickly you 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 find out if like they're cool or not. Who's the know? nicest celebrity that you met? Uh, I don't know if you guys would know who he is. His name's Kerry Hart. He sounds familiar. He's a uh, he's a motor motor uh, oh, yeah. motorbike guy. Wasn't he married to Pink at one yeah, point? Yeah, I think okay. he is married to Pink. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. nice as can be. Um, of course, I know who he is because I'm East County trash. And he <laughs> was like, favorite son. And he was like a god out in in the East County area. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kerry uh, Hart was a great guy. Uh, the drummer for Three Eleven, very nice. Little little strange, but very nice. Um, lead singer of Godsmack. Cool dude, Mike Piazza, great guy. Um, uh, pitcher from Point Loma uh, for the Padres and uh, the Red Sox. Jake uh, David Wells. David Wells. Oh, very man. cool dude. You know, there's the, there's handful of people that used to always come in and just nice guys, nice people, man. So, yep, 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 yep. Hey, uh, did you ever watch that uh, documentary Tiger? No, I'm waiting for the second one to come out. It already came out, dog. When did it come out? Uh, I think it came out Friday night or something like that. Oh, yeah. Now I got stuck on this Netflix documentary about a serial killer in L.A. in the 80s. So I kind of was that locked into soccer? that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. that it's pretty interesting. I heard about that. But anyways, the second part of Tiger it was good, man. A lot more darker. I bet. A lot bet. darker. I bet. Know? Every, uh, you know, every uh, civilization, you rise and then you fall. <laughs> Do you think in your lifetime that you'll ever have a golfer that will make you like even remotely care a little bit about golf like he did? Because um, I, I only mean, know half the golfers I know now because I would see him on SportsCenter with Tiger Woods, basically. I never got like too into golf. 
I mean either, but I'm like you you like you know some golfers because of Tiger Woods. Like probably. Probably. I was gonna say I have absolutely no interest in golf, whether Tiger Woods was there yeah. or not. But you're right, and I know more of like just tangent tangentially of who different golfers are because of him. Yeah. But um you you uh you watched that documentary at all, Tiger? I haven't yet. My oh, my wife wants watch to watch it. it, but I haven't watched it yet. It's not like the greatest thing in the world, so the first part It's not the la- it's not the last dance. No, no, that's the greatest thing in the world. Um, Tiger, it was like the first part's like, okay, you know, Mm. it's like about him as a kid, little kind of strange upbringing with Mm. his dad. You know, obviously becomes the greatest golfer of all time. And you're just like, yeah, I get it. I I saw all this growing up, you know, like I lived this. And then uh, the last little like 20 seconds is like one of his uh, mistresses (laughs) sits down and he goes, okay, what do you want to know? And you're just like, I'm hooked. <laughs> and then it, it ends. Yeah. So I watched the second part and it's all about like, you know, kind of like the real low point of his career and all that kind of stuff. And like all like, you know, like what he had like a DUI kind of arrest yeah. where he was just kind of on a lot of uh, prescription pills and stuff like that. So didn't he have a couple? <laughs> yeah, he had like five. He had like a nice, a nice cocktail of uh, yeah. prescription going on. But, uh, it, you know, it, it ended up him, you know, fighting his way back and, you know, He's, he's obviously one of the greatest golfers ever. And, uh, you know, he's back in golf and he's he's doing well. You know, he had a low point, fought his way back, you know, had, had a surgery on his back, I think. And, uh, you know, hey, it's, it's a nice little documentary. Now his son is starting to golf, so Saw I'm sure that. we're going to have another Tiger Woods. Yeah. But that's, man, that's, like, tough. Like, very rarely do you have sons of, like, athletes at that peak being as successful as their dads. It very rarely yeah. happens. Yeah. Like and, and Jordan's kids never played basketball. Like smart idea. They were they were decent in college, I think, but yeah. they never made the NBA or anything yeah. like that. The yeah. only one that's coming is uh, LeBron James's son is like he's up in like LA high school right now. And everyone's saying that he might be actually a pretty good basketball prospect. And really? Le- LeBron apparently is staying in the league until his son gets drafted so he can play with his son. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that his original contract like the with the Lakers, it originally was long enough that like his year would end when Bronny would get drafted. Yeah. And everyone thought he was going to jump at that point. But he got an extension, I think, this last offseason. So I think that kind of messed it up. Yeah. But. He's uh he's trying to do that Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. thing. Yeah, he probably just, you know, I, I don't think he probably expected to play as long as he has. You know, guys that come out of the high school, they don't usually play until they're in their 40s, like. I don't think Kobe was, I think Kobe was like 38 when he retired. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man, that's like one of those things when you're, when your dad is the greatest or any like parent, right? It's really hard to follow that up because there's so much expectations on you that you're almost never going to meet. It's like Steph Curry works because Del Curry was okay. He wasn't, he wasn't like elite. Yeah. So Steph is, didn't have like the pressure of being great, but he is great. So he's better than his dad. So. See, that works. When you go, hey, I have a parent who, you know, his dad was in the NBA. Not a huge name, right? Not like Steph Curry, but like, you know. You know who Del Curry is it, if you watch basketball in the 90s. Like, it, you've seen him play. That's a little bit more like, okay, yeah, like follow. You, you can go into the, you know, the family business, I guess. But when you when Michael Jordan's your dad, when Kobe Bryant's your dad, when LeBron James is your dad, that's tough. That's tough to, to, to step into those shoes and just go, oh, God, the fucking the mountain's so high. You yeah. Know. Cause you're going to get overdrafted anyway because of your parent parental lineage. So it's like, 
Shaq's son is playing in, I think, college now or something. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think he, he's on the verge of, he might get drafted. I don't Yeah, but yeah. It's, think of that. Like, people are going to give him a chance, even if he's not great, because he's Shaq's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what else? Uh, what else is going on? Oh, you know what? I, I watch, speaking of documentaries on Netflix, I watched uh, Fear City. You, you, you a Netflix guy? I have it, but I don't watch that much. So Fear City, uh, very interesting. Actually, I didn't want to watch it. My wife uh, was like, hey, let's watch it. And it's like, okay, I'll give it 10 minutes. And, you know, let's see if we're into this and all that. And uh, it's about the five families, like back in like the 70s, early 80s uh, in New York and how like they took them down. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. It's got like Giuliani. People forget. So these kids today are going to be like Giuliani's like Trump's boy, a liar, kind of a psycho, like a little weird. That man did that like some amazing shit back when he was younger. The guy took down the five families, you know, that's nuts. After 9-11, he was like America's mayor. The guy could have ran for president right after that and I won. I was going he did run for president and lost. Did he? He ran in 08. He was in the primaries. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember it either. Yeah, no, he, he was like the front runner all of 2007 and then like towards the end of the year, he just, just fell off. Yeah, I couldn't really? think, I can't think of a more beloved person in New York and just the whole country in like 2001. Yeah. Like he was like, and now you look back at that now you're like, what the hell? What the fuck happened? Like if you got into if you fell into a coma in 2002 and woke up in 2020, be like, what the fuck happened to Giuliani? Like, yeah. <laughs> But this uh, this this document, it's a three part documentary. It's like I don't know, like an hour episode every time. But uh, man, it's nuts how they just kind of like they, how they worked the RICO law and uh, the people they're interviewing. You know, like the FBI, all like the state's attorneys, all these people. And then they have the guy who is uh, the bug guy. So he's the one that goes in and bugs all these mafia guys' houses, cars, uh, the bars that they were hanging out at. What could you imagine the adrenaline rush? Jeez. Knowing you're going into like the hornet's nest and being like, I, okay, I gotta bug this. And place. If you don't get if you get caught, there's no you're that's fucked. it. That's it. There's no like <laughs> bargaining, there's no you're dead, like yeah. within seconds. And like, it's nuts because they were like, You this guy is a person who has to be a master of blending in, right? You can't be like some suave looking motherfucker, like some good looking cat. Uh, you can't be too you can't be too tall you can't too, be too big you have to be a person that blends in yep. and uh, and that's just that's this guy's job he blends in man it's nuts but uh, that I, I thought he was kind of like the most like intriguing person yeah. you know like this is the guy that had to like well Rico's the only really way you can shut down like a big group like the mob yeah because you can get one person and then somebody else will just step up yeah and, and it was nuts how like they kind of put it all together and it's interesting as hell. Fear City, I recommend it. Definitely recommend it. But uh, anyway, want to talk some wrestling? Always. You want to talk some wrestling? Adam's my wrestling guy. He he keeps up on the uh, current news. What's the big story right now, Adam? What's going on? <laughs> I'm glad someone does. I follow Twitter a little bit, but I I, I don't I don't have time to watch well, it. I can't even watch Netflix documentaries. <laughs> uh, Adam Pierce has since been removed from the title match. Saw sure. that since. Uh, saw that i was excited to see him wrestle too and we all got worked everybody got really really excited and then everyone was really respectful thankfully yeah after he was pulled from the match because it's not like he was replaced with somebody who sucks or somebody who people don't like who did he get replaced by uh, kevin owens the storyline oh, okay. that's been going on it was just like a swerve ah, okay right. it sucks because everyone got excited for pierce because obviously everyone roots for him and, and wants so to see him but maybe maybe different. he just doesn't want to wrestle I don't know, man. I think he wants. I think he would want one match yeah, under the WWE banner, just but to say he did. He probably hasn't been training for it. So, like, if they brought it up to him like two weeks ago, like 
I think he's one of those guys that's like, well, I'm not ready necessarily. I don't know if it's part of the swerve, but like he did say on Twitter that he's he's not medically cleared. So I don't know if that was that, part of the gimmick of the thing. I mean, he I, faked I, like I, a knee injury. Oh, and, yeah. okay. And I, he Owens was his replacement. So so when was Pierce's last match was what probably five years ago? Yeah, it was five or six. he said he said six years ago in a promo, but homeboy wrestled for well over twenty years probably. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, right? I, I think he still he still got it. He still got it. Oh yeah, for sure. He People like no him don't lose him. the ability to just ride. He could have a at best a decent match right now without any prep. But like I said, I don't know if he maybe he just doesn't feel like doing it. Yeah, you never know. Never know. Maybe they just like hey. It was nice throwing your name out there just to get a little bit of eyes on you. Yeah. But uh, no, it was never actually supposed to, to happen. I just think he's cool. He's even on TV. Like, that's surreal to me because I, I used to watch Hollywood and all that. And like, oh, yeah. Just seeing him pop up, I'm like, wow, Adam Pierce isn't just like the bald guy that's pulling people apart in fights. Yeah. Uh, he like, actually like has a purpose on the show. So <laughs> you actually watched Championship prior to your wrestling career? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No, I was deep into the indie wrestling bubble in SoCal. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, way before I was wrestling. How did you? So, because I, I was not deep into the indie <laughs> scene. Uh, how so? Did you just catch a championship on TV, or did you? Uh, so I, well, I started watching indie wrestling when I was like thirteen in like two thousand four, and then <clears throat> I went to my first Ring of Honor show in two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of discovered PWG. And then I was like, oh, there's all this independent wrestling that's right by down the street from me. Yeah. So I was like eighteen. So I was like, hey, I actually can like drive places now. So. <laughs> Uh, I found Mach 1 Wrestling, which was in Anaheim, and they had an association with the NWA, and then this was right before Hollywood even debuted. So I watched the first episode of Hollywood on KDOC at 1 in the morning. Really? <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was at 1 in the morning then. I think it was on like right after SmackDown. I don't remember. Pop quiz, Hotshot. Oh. Fir- what was the first match? Was it, was it Peter and Colt? There you go. Yeah. And you happen to be wearing uh, Peter's Peter, shirt. Peter's shirt, yeah. There you go. I mean, he he was one of my trainers. So, yeah. where, where was that? Where was that at? MPW at, at the Wrestle Center at Hollywood School. Oh no, shit! Is that yeah. where you started? No, no, I, I started at MPW. Okay, and then when MPW closed down for a little bit, when we moved from Moore Park to Chatsworth, uh, I would just drive to Ventura to go to Peter's class because it was free. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Peter training people for free was, and there was never like more than like five or six people there, and I was like, this is insane. Like. He wasn't in AEW yet, but like he was a big enough name that like I don't care if it's in Ventura. You make the drive. You yeah. Know? You know? Was this a uh, pre or post North Fernham? Oh, this was after. This okay. was only a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was over, brother. I know. He was over on TNA. Yeah. So uh <laughs> how was it work how was it training with uh Peter? Oh, I loved it. Um him and him and Ray are pretty similar, but mm-hmm. different in their own way. Um so like I MPW had multiple trainers. Ray was just one of them. I also trained with Seth Skyfire, who was an OVW. Um, he was CM Punk's tag team partner. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, but then, like, going to Peter after going to Ray, like, like I said, they're very similar, but they may have their own differences that make it really interesting. Like, Ray's a lot more Lucha-based, and, like, Peter would still have, like, a little more character stuff. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, especially to people that aren't, you know, wrestlers. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I always loved Peter's classes and stuff, so... Peter's a great guy, man. I remember oh. the first time I wrestled him, I was amazed. I was like, how does this guy bounce off the, the canvas? It's like, uh, what was that um, that Disney movie with the the green stuff that made you, that was bouncy? Flubber. Flubber. I was like, dude, this guy's like flubber. Like he, he can spike himself and, and literally 
he'll rebound about a foot off the canvas. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. I, I have no idea how he does it. Did you wrestle him before or after he got jacked? Jacked by what? He's like buff now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You mean like uh, like he, swolled up? Yeah. he was like a baby before. No, this is way before. I, I remember the first time I saw Peter was at an, a Mach 1 show in front of like 10 people. And I was like, who is this little boy? <laughs> like, he's skin and bones. And I was like, I love him. He has these cool glasses. So Yeah, he's quite the character. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I wrestled him before he got all got all muscled up. Um, but yeah, it was fun, man. It was a very easy match. and all He's wrestling stuff. Cody Rhodes? Tomorrow night on AEW. Is he? Yep. Oh yeah, him, man. Peter, man, he he put he put a lot of work in. Absolutely. He, uh, you know, it's guy. so weird. Some of these people that like I remember from like 2007, 2008 when I started, and I'm just like, man, to see where all these people are at now, it's like crazy. Yeah. I'm sure it's how people felt like, you know, in like 2005 when these guys made it to WWE and stuff, who had worked with them all through it, mm-hmm. like Peter, Sky, Ray. It's so many people. Yep. And Mach 1, that's a reference I have not heard in a long time. Oh, I went to all their shows for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Who, who was Mach? Who, who ran Johnny that? Ian. Who? Johnny Ian. The ring oh, okay, announcer. Yeah. He just recently passed away. Yeah. I, I, I never met him, but I uh, heard the name a lot. He's, he was a super nice guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I met him once because Rick Ellis worked a Mach 1 show, so I went up with him. So I met him. Uh, PWG shows, I've talked to him too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But yeah. So wait, uh, Shaw, you... Um, so you watched Championship on TV. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go attend the tapings prior to wrestling? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, not just that. One of my friends, uh, he trained with Scorpio Sky at the Wrestle Center. And uh, he only ended up, he basically just did job matches. But he was like my best friend growing up. And when we used to backyard wrestle and stuff like that, like he was the one that we were like, he's going to be the one to make it. And <laughs> he, uh, and he, honestly, athletically, if he'd have stuck with it, he would have. But he got married and was like, I need to... My, his wife wasn't super down for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard that story many of times. Yeah, he was like signed up to go to Landstorm School and everything. And then he's like, I, I have to back out. I have to go get married. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, who was it? I was talking with uh, Devin or, or somebody. I can't remember. But it's just the more you bring into your life, you know, the commitments like that, right? If you're a, uh, a 20, 21 year old kid, your only, your only real responsibility is yourself. And and maybe you go to school. He was 21. Was he? (laughs) That's what sucked about it. Yeah, man. So like, even like, you know, this wrestling stuff is hard enough, right? Just committing to it a hundred percent. And then everything you bring into your life, a marriage, hell, if you got a dog, um, if you got a, a kid, uh, any of this stuff, man, it just makes it one step harder to to make wrestling 100% your commitment. You know, it's just it's just life. It's just life. And so when you see these cats that do make it, you know, these these guys that really uh, grinded on the indies and they traveled everywhere and they sacrificed, uh, you know, so much you know, like family time, birthdays, weddings, funerals, God knows whatever else. Right. You You, you start to really see like that's what it takes. That's what it takes to make it to the top, you know. Unless you get a lucky break, unless you get a lucky break. Yeah, some people, some people get more success quicker, and it's you never really know why or mm-hmm. the, what what the reason is. You're like, he's not any different than that person, so just lucky breaks, like you said. The, uh, you know somebody. The people that take that long journey, though, they're so much more interesting to listen to. Yeah, and watch. Like they're they're they're. You can just tell like. They're well traveled, all that kind of stuff, as opposed to like somebody that just was like, I got hit up by WWE. They saw my Instagram. Yeah. I have fifty thousand followers. They they asked if I wanted to do a tryout. They liked my look. 
They thought they could they could do something to me. They hired me, and that's your WWE documentary. You know, that's your WWE documentary. It's actually funny because we were talking about Adam Pierce earlier. My my friend, uh, one of probably the biggest person he wrestled was was Adam Pierce right mm-hmm. be- pretty much right before he left for WWE. And he was just getting squashed. It was during his like one last ride tour or whatever. <laughs> so I get to, I periodically will load it up on YouTube and watch my friend just get pile driven by Adam Pierce. Why not, man? <laughs> Why not, dude? Mm-hmm. Why not? So you used to go to the the tapings mm-hmm. for championship. Yeah, I, I went to I went to like the last one they actually did in Hollywood. Okay. And there was not a lot of people there. And that's like right before they moved to the Burbank one and then they moved to Ocean View. And then I went to Ocean View quite a few times just as a fan, you know. My my wife's first wrestling show was a Hollywood taping. Oh no shit! Yeah, and this was before I was wrestling. So, um, and now you and now you wrestle for him. Yeah. How cool was that feeling, man? When you came out the curtains, like, man, I used to be in the audience. It was surreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I definitely was like, this is full circle. Like, I did not expect this to happen. It was never really my goal. Like, my goal when I started wrestling was one match. Same and here, then, dog. And then that just turned into now I'm at like 230 or whatever, and then. It's almost like uh, it's like heroin, you know. It's like you got your taste, and now you're on the junk. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that's a better mindset to have than just going in like I'm gonna get to WWE someday. If you go one match at a time, I feel mm-hmm. like okay, I did this match. Now they're asking me to do this match, rather than just being like I'm gonna get to WWE. Because then in six months, if you didn't get there, you're gonna be discouraged, disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna feel like you failed. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost it's it's, it's almost like a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. you know, like if. If you say, hey, the, I would like to be oh, signed yeah. to WWE or AEW or one of these big, big uh, promotions, companies, whatever you want to call it, that's cool. But the thing is, set your goals, you know, uh, build, build, build your career off your goals. Yeah. So, hey, I just want to have one match, right? That's my exact same thing here. I wanted mm-hmm. one match just to uh, say I did it, yep. right? <laughs> and then, and then you, you get that fix. And you're like, I gotta, I, I gotta keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, I want this is my next goal. Okay, cool, I accomplished that. Okay, here's my next goal. Cool, I accomplished that. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you just build and build and build. And hopefully, you know, at the end of your career, or not the end of the career, but somewhere in your career, you get, you know, picked up by a a, a big time promotion, and you and you get paid pretty good money to wrestle. And uh, yeah, man. So, but and focus on had, the basics. Focus on the uh, basics. hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I'm very much a, uh, I just want to enjoy the ride and see where it goes. You know, like making it was never like, I'd like to get paid, but like that, even that's not even that big a deal really yeah. for me. Like I want to have fun experiences. I like driving to places. Like I've gotten to go places and do things that I never thought I would and meet people that I never thought I would. Like, yep, yep. like one of my favorite things is like, uh, when Benny and Hunter wrestled at MPW uh, Black Friday now a year and a half ago uh, <laughs> we all went to the bar afterwards and it's surreal to me that like Ray and Benny bought my wife drinks and I'm like I used to watch and this was in the valley not far from where PWG was mm-hmm. and I literally say I used to watch you guys at PWG <laughs> like five years prior to this you know and now here we are <laughs> you know yeah that's uh, that's cool man mm-hmm. and by the way uh, Adam bringing up the the basics so you, am i am i guessing you you read twitter today uh i didn't see what you're referencing but i saw hammer's tweet and then i looked at some of the responses and i'm just like because you, you know the response are always going to be when someone sends out that tweet that hammer sent out you're going to get the people that are going to come out of the woodwork and go say well you're wrong yeah yeah and then you nice? responded to it so hammerstone yeah my buddy 
he sent out a tweet saying like, "Hey man, I can't I, I can't remember what it is." I think he deleted it since then, right? Uh, some like that. It stirred up a lot of shit. Oh. And I, I, I hit up Hammer afterwards, and I go, "Hey man, your new name should be the Shit Starter." <laughs> um, but he basically said like, he he feels sorry for the people that rely so much on like the comedy aspect or like the, the gimmicky aspect, uh, you know, like, and, and they just can, they, they have no basic fundamentals, right? Yeah. They, they, they bypass the, the basics and, you know, like they're just relying on like kind of stupid shit. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of mistook it. What is it? You gimmick is huge in this business, yeah. right? That's fine. What he was trying to say is, man, learn the basics yeah. the foundation don't just bypass all that shit and go, oh, I'll just cover it up with my, my gimmick, you know? And it's like, that's, you know, learn the, everybody should have a good foundation of basic fundamentals, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when you completely just go, oh, I can't do any of that shit. I'll just, I'll just fucking, you know, do my hokey, you know, fucking lame gimmick comedy stuff. I saw one tweet underneath it and this is one of the things I it drives me crazy when people because this is always everyone's response. Somebody like said, well, Orange Cassidy gets away with it. I'm like, guys, if you've watched Orange Cassidy actually wrestle, he's really good at yeah. everything. He's He just does the gimmick because it got over. Yeah. yeah. The, so the gimmick got him over. Yeah. And then when it comes to match time, it's time to go yeah. and he can go. Yeah. That's the thing. As someone who can get by on hokey shit and the stuff that just being big yeah you want to work on your basics like I, I'm very big on when I go to training I just I would rather just chain wrestle and like learn and like I don't even necessarily need to learn new stuff just work on the same thing over and over again yeah like, my punches are as good as they've gotten because I did them a million times there you go you know like you that go. was when I was training at MPW before I moved down here like Seth Skyfire we literally did the same thing every single week every time he was there mm -hmm. it was the same drills and like that's when, whenever I'm like leading a class or something like that, I basically just steal his drills and do those because I know that if you just do this, if you do, we call it the Steve strike drill. If you do boot, jab, punch, flipper, European chop over and over and over, mm -hmm. eventually they'll be good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing, you know, pound the basics yeah. into your head. That way it becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to think about it. It just, this is, this is what you do. Um, by the way, big man right here, Shaw, hell of an arm drag, hell of an <laughs> arm drag on this kid. And, uh, one day I think you're gonna have to, you're going to have to, uh, let the world see that thing. One day, one day, when, when the right time, Yeah, the right time. I couldn't if believe it, it though. If it ever comes up. <laughs> the train, uh, the train the other night, we were, we did like a little, like warm up spot. Motherfucker bust out a goddamn arm drag. And I was like, holy shit, that thing looked good, man. I, so. I legitimately don't even know sometimes how I'm able to do the things I am. <laughs> Like whenever I watch myself do my the spinning wheel kick, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how. Yeah, I can't explain it. I just I'm like, I remember when I first did it. Uh, it was at a Steve class, and he used to do it as part of his comeback. And Brendan Devine was trying to learn how to do it, mm -hmm. and I, I literally was just like a, on a whim. I was like, this is probably gonna suck, but I'll try doing it. And I did it, and everyone's like, well, no one else is doing this move ever again. Nice <laughs> man. So well, it makes sense. It's it, it it with your size, yeah, and that move coming at you, that mm -hmm. that. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts, man. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it makes sense. And it's a good finisher. Yeah. It's a good finisher, man. I dig it. But uh, yeah, man, it was funny. Because like from that tweet that Hammer, Hammer put out, like I saw just a bunch of like tweets, 
you know, not even like uh, quoting that tweet, but like it was the exa- it, it was people discussing it on like other threads, and I'm just like, oh god, and Hammer really started some shit. But uh, it's just funny to see like the people that you know like comment negatively. They're like, oh, whatever, blah blah blah, and it's like, are, and you're a wrestler, and you're saying, hey, fuck the basics, go straight for a gimmick. Like I don't know, I don't really, I don't really understand that. Because that what? Because what are they gonna? When you you've done the tryout, what are they gonna do in a tryout? They're gonna make you. They're gonna make you show them that you can do basic shit. Yeah. And if you can't do basic shit, they're gonna tune you out day one of the tryout. Yeah. And they're gonna only focus on that guy because this guy can't even do a fucking front roll. Yeah. I was gonna say if you watch the videos with the performance center, they literally are just doing rolls. Like my yeah. fa- one of my favorite videos is just it's William Regal telling them step forward with your left foot after rolls and they can't do it and every single person can't do it like they just don't yeah and i'm like that is the most common sense natural motion how are you not doing that here's another thing here's another thing right Mm -hmm. this is why you have to have a really good basic foundation now all these cats might be like well my gimmick is over uh i know it It, it's it's you know by the who the fuck knows what over means like you mean over at your local promotion that's that has 25 people there like um Okay, because I've been in these situations before where they go, go get in the ring, put on a match. You and that guy, you and that guy over there, go, go in there and go put on, put on a match. Now, you have no time to discuss, hey, yeah. what's your gimmick? What's, what's, your, what's your stuff? You got to go in there and you got to figure it out in the ring. Yeah. And, and, and you ain't going to be calling no, no serious high spots, right? Because they don't translate very well when you're calling it in the ring, right? You... you, you, you the, the basic fundamentals translate very well when you're calling it in the ring. Yeah. So that's why you need to have that foundation. If you, like I said, it's no, there's no problem having a gimmick, uh, hokey stuff, comedy, whatever. But the thing is, you got to pound the basic fundamentals into your brain to where it becomes second nature. Because guess what? Nine times out of ten, whatever your gimmick is, once you, if you get to WWE, they're just going to throw it out the window. Probably give you something. El Generico else. was great gimmick, but guess oh. what? He could work. Yeah. So when he got there, like, well, we're not. You're not going to do that here. So they take his mask off. Yeah. And he's still just as good as he was with the mask. And they, the, they should have let him do it. Here's the thing. <laughs> it would it would have a shelf life though. And how? So how do I know? Like these situations, right? I've been in them. Me doing extra work, did a tryout match before SmackDown. Fidel and I, no discussion of what, no no pre-planned stuff. Him and I in the ring on the spot, calling it in the ring in front of the SmackDown roster, in front of JBL, in front of Michael Hayes, in front of uh, you know Dean Malenko, in front of some of the best wrestlers on the planet. There was no, we had no time. We had no time to call a match because they said who's ready and i raised my hand and they said who wants to go who who wants to wrestle with them and fidel raised his hand and they said get in there what are we going to say hey guys give me a second we got to go over we got to <laughs> come up with a match no they just said go do a fucking match so you say okay let's fucking do it and that's it man so yeah, interesting stuff. Because maybe that's the only trial match they're going to do all day. And the fact that you Possibly. raised your hand and said, I'll do it, at least they're going to have seen you do something mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I'm, this guy didn't even raise his hand, didn't want, even want to do a tryout match. And that's what Fidel brought up later. Because Fidel worked with, uh, uh, trained with Brian Kendrick yeah. for a little while, uh, like two years or some shit like that. And Kendrick told Fidel sometimes when the extras, the extra talent, get a chance to do tryout matches before SmackDown, 
they'll come out and say, okay, who's ready? And guess what? Nobody will raise their hand. And it's like that little few seconds of people, nobody raising their hands. They just go, okay, so nobody wants to wrestle. Okay, guys, go put their, go put your, uh, your suits on, yeah. you know, whatever, get out of your gear. Okay. We're, could you imagine that you're, you're at WWE. This is the place where everybody wants to work. This is the place where we all watched uh, wrestling growing up. Right. And here's your, maybe your one opportunity, your one opportunity to get in the ring and even if you're shit, even you if get you're to, shit, you get to be in a WWE ring and have a match. Yes, yeah. yes. And even if you're shit, you tried. Yeah. Right. And could you imagine that? Like nobody raised their hand. You yourself didn't raise your hand, and you missed that opportunity. You missed that opportunity. To and who knows what can come yeah. from it? You might be the shits, but maybe somebody looks at you and goes, "I think we, I think there's something here." Or maybe you have one of your rare good days where you're on. Yeah. You don't look like shit. Yeah. Because that happens. Guys that are shitty have days where they're like something's clicking. They can't figure out what it is. Maybe that's the one day that it happens. And you're like, oh, shit, I just got signed off of that. Like yep. something dumb like that. Yeah. Yep. You'll never gonna know. Yeah. Did you ever do extra work? No, I haven't. No. You ever uh, you ever put the email in or anything like that? I, I've thought about it. I just never got around to it. Yeah. It, I, it was never. I never really like wasn't really my goal. My wife wants me to do it. Well, yeah. she, she pushes me more than I do. I you know, it's 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 a good experience. Yeah, I think you should try it mm. one day. Uh, I don't know how it works anymore. Like as far as like, because it used to be Raw Monday night, SmackDown taping Tuesday night. So and now I don't know how it's done, but um, I think it's it's a good experience and uh, it's good to go go look behind behind the curtains. Yeah, basically at WWE. You know, like this is a, a place that a lot of wrestlers want to go and be. Uh, on the roster and get paid and travel with the WWE. So it's kind of a, it's just a, it's a nice look behind the curtains of like, what's the, what's the atmosphere, Yeah, you know, in catering in, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the halls in the back and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just, it, I recommend it to any wrestler training, any current active wrestler, uh, go do that kind of stuff because you know, you want to see what the environment's like. You know, it might not be for you. It might not be for you. I was gonna say at this rate, who knows if they're even gonna ever do shows in front of people again? So. Yeah, well, they're doing a WrestleMania's gonna be in front of people. Oh yeah, is that what they said? They announced on sun, Sunday that this year's Mania is in Tampa. It's two nights. They're gonna have fans. They haven't announced how many yet. Are they doing it at the the Buck Stadium? Yep. They're basically just doing what they did last year, what they were gonna do last year. Uh huh. And then next year they're doing it in Dallas, which again is I think them covering their own ass because even if this pandemic continues, people in Texas, you can still put people in that stadium. So, yeah. And the LA mania has been moved to 2023. Um, the uh, Yeah, I saw that. And if I'm still wrestling, maybe I can uh, wrestle mania weekend. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully when I'm 40 years old, I will have an opportunity to wrestle on a mania weekend. You can come that come out come out with me in, in April. Like we'll go together, we'll get to you on Florida? some shows. Yeah. Are you going? I'll pro- I don't know. I'll probably go. Big old mark right here, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. I go to I've been to every mania since thirty one. So. How so how are they doing tickets? They haven't announced that yet. So they're they're gonna talk in a couple of weeks. I guess they're gonna announce how they're gonna do tickets. I'm sure it's not gonna be full capacity. Mm-hmm. But even if it is, like um, it's obvious you're gonna have to wear a mask and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't made a decision if I actually want to go yet, but I really wanted to go last year. 
and I was kind of bummed I didn't get to go. So yeah, it's fun to get away. Even right now, I do need to experience a mania. I've never been to a mania. Really? Yeah, it is fun. I do need to experience like uh, a weekend of all the shows and all that kind of stuff. You ever, been, you ever done mania? Yeah, I went right before I got my surgery, so I want to go again to experience it properly, as yeah. opposed to being a fat monster that couldn't walk down the street. So <laughs> yeah, so I bring your gear. You might get on. Oh a yeah, show. of course. Who fucking yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. Which one did you go to? I went to thirty one at a. Oh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, San Jose. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Where was that? San Jose. Oh, uh, at the Niners. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Santa, Santa Clarita? Yeah. Santa Clara. Santa, Santa Clara. Clara. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that stadium was not built for a lot of people to be there at once. Did you go to that one too? Yeah. The hallways of just trying to get to the bathroom was like walking through like a sea of like humans where you're like, all right, I got to get there. And the parking is awful. Parking was awful. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's... They it's San Francisco, but it's not. Yeah, like it's like an hour away from San yeah, Francisco. I, know, I, like, I, I went to a uh, a wedding in that area. Very nice area, though. Oh, yeah, beautiful area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, one day, one day I'll get out to a WrestleMania. I just haven't done it yet. I've gone to a Royal Rumble. Gone to a bunch of house shows. Yeah. Gone Re- to a bunch of Raws Re- in Re- San Diego. WrestleMania is a totally different experience. Yeah. Like it's because everyone there is a giant super wrestling nerd. Yeah. You know, and like. I remember leaving after Seth Rollins cashed in and the whole place is just losing their shit oh, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a good ending. <laughs> yeah. I even remember like when I was walking into the stadium, Mick Foley is just like being ridden around on a, like a bike cart and he just rode by. I was like, that's Mick Foley. That, that's the funniest part about that weekend is like, if you're just walking around, just the people you just see, like I ran into Baron Corbin at like a barbecue restaurant in Texas. My dude. And we had like a two second conversation and then we fist bumped and that was like my boy right there. Yeah. It's like, I I just remember the hotel we were in like Fairfield, which is like half an hour North and just everyone in that hotel is, we're so far away. It's still wrestling fans. You have two people dressed up as the Dudley boys. Just walk in. (laughs) Did you, did you, did you go to any of the uh, indie shows around the area? I I went to ring of honor that, that weekend. I want to say Samoa Joe. It was right before Samoa Joe went to NXT. I don't remember who he wrestled. It might have been Jay Briscoe. It was it was awesome. I yeah. saw Dave Meltzer there. I, First so time I ever. I like, rode an elevator with Dave Meltzer. Devin and I did. It was the weirdest, <laughs> the greatest wrestler of all time. Dave Meltzer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you hear him talk, you'd think he was the greatest wrestler just, of all time. There's just like this awkward just pause of just we're all just staring at each other, and I look at Devin. And I'm like, I don't even know if Devin knows who this if this is Dave Meltzer or not. <laughs> and I was I, like, see you later, Dave. And he's like, thanks. I've seen him a couple times at PWG and stuff like that, but that was the first time I like went up to him. I was like, "Hi, Dave, how you doing?" This again before he's friendly. He is friendly. Uh, I got so how many WrestleManias been to, Adam? I went to twenty one, twenty six, and then everyone since thirty one. So four, so about six of them. So did and now do do you go to the indie shows in the area also? The last time I went to Mania in New Orleans, uh, I did like six indie shows in addition to WrestleMania and SmackDown and Raw, and I will never do that again. Too much. <laughs> I was so burnt out. Like, when I went to the one in New York two years ago, I only went to Mania and NXT, and that was it. Now, what's that WrestleMania um, weekend or week? Yeah. What does it start, like Thursday night? Yeah, it starts earlier every year because sometimes they'll have, like, Wally Mania, Wally Mania on, like, Wednesday or Thursday before any this shit kicks off, before any of these wrestlers get busy. Uh-huh. And then they'll have an indie show on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then some, Sunday they don't do anything. And so, what's what's more fun for you? Is it actually the independent shows running all over the place, or is it WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania is the most fun thing to attend, just as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do enjoy going to all the other shows and seeing people I 
didn't think I'd ever see in WWE, but now I do see them in WWE. So it definitely wasn't as cool in my like going to the indie shows because I had the PWG experience, so I had already seen a lot of those guys before. Yeah, uh, but I got to see Joe live for the first time, and that was really cool. I mean. I remember the first time I saw Nakamura live was an NXT like live event in Bakersfield, and I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. But it is something I suggest that everybody, even if you are a worker who doesn't like consider yourself a super fan, just go just once, just go to a couple of shows, go to WrestleMania, just experience it because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's like a Super Bowl weekend type of deal, but a Super Bowl you can actually afford to go to. <laughs> I, I will say though, from my experience at WrestleMania, if you can't get seats that are like really, really close because they're too expensive, just sit at the top. Yeah, you're gonna be staring at the screen anyway. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to spend four hundred dollars and you're still like looking at ants. Yeah. I, <laughs> I made it a point the last couple of times I go is like, I'm spending the most I can to sit as close as I can. Like in Orlando, my seats were great. Like I could see the ring, I could actually hear them bumping. I didn't have to look at the screen. Mm-hmm. Whereas the year before in Dallas, I think I spent like $50 less and I had to look at the big screen in Dallas the whole time. So yeah, it's 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 worth it to spend the money if you're closer because in a stadium, like it's so unwatchable if you're like not close enough. You might as well just watch the screen the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. One day. One day I'll get there. So see what happens. Flights are cheap right now. You might as well go this year. <laughs> just book it now. I, I have friends in Tampa that are wrestling every weekend. So <laughs> because Florida doesn't care. Yeah, Florida doesn't care. That's, that's that's my one concern with going there is like I know I'll be safe mm-hmm. and I know I'll avoid like the people like if I go anywhere I'm gonna see family out there and I know that they're being safe too. But it's the concern of who am I gonna be sitting next to on the plane? Who am I gonna be sitting next to in the venue? Like yeah. those kinds of things. Like because that's how you get sick. That's how you get this thing. You get sick because you're near someone who's not concerned. But um, we'll hey, see. Adam. Yes, sir. We got some uh, some questions, right? We do have some questions. If you'd like to bring the mood down now, we can. Oh, we're bringing the mood. Oh, that's right. One of the questions is, uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's kick it off. Uh, Petey with his uh, now routine uh, off the wall question of the week. Um, Aloha Hogs and Shaw. Mike, do you have a comment about that? Never say that again, Petey. Okay. My question is a little morbid, so don't think about it too hard. Okay. If you had one month to live and knew the exact second you dropped dead, what's the final match you think you could realistically have in your final moments? And what is the spot you plan so you die at the best moment possible? Thanks and happy hogging. Hey, uh, Shaw, you want to you wanna take a crack at that one first or you want me to answer first? I want to beat the crap out of Petey. <laughs> that that's that's the match I want to have, and the ending is me dropping him on his head, literally right before. So I you want to basically, you know, you're gonna die. So you want to take somebody with you on the way out. Not just someone specifically. Specific, Petey. Specifically, Petey. Yeah, I mean, if I had a month to live, I'd, the last thing I'd probably be worrying about is wrestling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd probably you know my last moments I'd want to spend with my wife. You know, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, let's go. Out. I'm going to go out on this spot. No, fuck all this, man. What if your wife is in the match with you? Which, what if you spend the last month which training is, her to have one match? As absurd as this question is, adding my wife is even more absurd. Because she'd be like, I'm not doing that. I don't give a damn if you have one second left of your life. Like, I'm not doing that. Uh, what if it saved your life? Would she then do it? If you tell uh, her, I hope so. Beth, you have to take two bumps. 
I think she would do that. Okay. If it was to save my life, yes, I'm pretty sure she likes me. So I think she would try and save <laughs> You'd me. You'd hope so. But uh, yeah, I don't think the last thing on my mind would probably be pro wrestling if I had one month to live, right? No. I, I, I love wrestling a lot, but not that much. I mean, realistically, not realistically, uh, exaggerated, I guess you'd say. Like, if, okay, you want me to have a spot? I'm going to do a goddamn moonsault off the Empire State Building. <laughs> Onto, you're gonna, you're uh, gonna go anyway. You might as well. Onto, uh, onto Devin Sparks, and Devin's coming with me, because yeah. apparently, because he'll <laughs> like, right? That's got to kill the other person, right? Probably, unless he rolls like a bitch. I mean, apparently, you can kill someone by dropping a penny off of that thing. Yeah, so. that's true. Did you ever go to the Empire State Building when you were a kid? He's a New York no. guy. No, when when my mom was never like, let's go see touristy shit because we live there. That's kind of like the way it is. It's like uh, it's like when you live here, it's like some people here go to the beach, but like most people when they come here, like, let's go to the beach. But you like, you're like yeah, eh, I don't I, care. I grew up in L.A. and I literally never went to Hollywood until I was 19. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, yeah, the Statue of Liberty is there. I've never been to it. Yeah. But what, what area of New York did you grow up in? I grew up in Long Island. Long Island. And how, yeah. how far away is that? Because Manhattan is where Empire State Building yeah. and so Statue, uh, Statue of Liberty is. On a is. good traffic day, maybe three hours. Ah, fuck all that. No Bad traffic day, you're talking about six hours probably. Fuck sitting all that. In, yeah. I ain't doing that shit. That's why you take the train. That's why everyone in New York uses public transportation, doesn't really drive. Yeah. Because yep. it's quicker to just take the train into Yankee Stadium or City Field rather than trying to drive there because it's a four-hour drive. But if you like the comfort of sitting in your car and being able to listen to the radio and not possibly sitting next to a man who hasn't showered in four days, then <laughs> it could be ideal, I guess. I, it's funny because everyone says how bad L.A.'s public transportation is. And I actually used the subway in L.A. a lot when I was in college because I didn't have a car and I would just meet my now wife like halfway up to her house. I would just take the train. And I was like, I mean, for the one place that I need to go, it's very convenient. I couldn't yeah. go anywhere else. Yeah. That's because L.A. is... 10 times as big as New York. So, <laughs> um, speaking of college, you're still, in, you're still in school. I'm getting my master's degree. I'm almost done. What are you, what are you getting your, uh, your master's in uh, education? I'm trying to be a teacher. Ah, smart guy. Smart I mean, guy. You, you're a history. You have a history major, right? Yeah. Or? My, my bachelor's degree is in history. Yeah. What kind of history? Uh, so because I wanted to be a teacher, it kind of forced me to do American and world history and uh -huh. just kind of like the basic stuff. But I, I had a really good, it changes day to day. So like I'll have a kick where I'm just reading about Germany and like German unification for like a month. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, Oh, well now I'm going to read about the civil war. Like it really just depends on the time. Uh -huh. Um, I went into college thinking I'd like us history. Um, but by the time I was done, I was much more a world history guy. Cause it's much more big picture mm -hmm. as opposed to like when you, when you're doing history at like the undergraduate, like college level, like, you're studying very specific chunks of time and not like like how like a history 101 class would be like oh you're covering u.s history from like the beginning of the civil war to now mm -hmm. whereas like when you're doing what i was doing like, like here's a history class just the u.s from 1968 to now and it was as someone teaching history are you like dreading 20 years from now when you have to talk about this time period right now uh well, I would just be like, Ugh, can we just pretend this air, this time period didn't exist? Um, I don't know if I'd be dreading it. Um, it'd be interesting to talk about because it's like a lived thing. Yeah. It's funny because like right now I'm not actually teaching really. Like I'm working as like a, because of COVID, 
the the school district I work for, they're kind of like having kids like in small groups that are they're just doing their online classes, but in the room. And I'm just there to be like tech support. Basically, I'm technically a sub, but it's funny talking to them because like I'm realizing now that they're freshmen and I'm like, I you were born when I was a freshman. Like that's the (laughs) age difference. And I'm like, this is weird. And like thinking about the idea that they didn't even like they weren't alive for 9-11. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so insane to me. I mean, I was only 10, but like, I remember it, you know. I was 18, 19. Yeah. <laughs> Teacher is also a great job for a wrestler. Like, if you keep wrestling after you start teaching, it's it's a perfect job because you have the weekends off. You yep. get three months off during the summer. Yeah. If, if shit goes back to normal with teaching. and I got a question for you, Shaw. So where we're at, like, right now with the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Kind of a turbulent time, I guess you'd say. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Is this, uh, do you, is, is there anything in the past, like, you know, history repeats itself, mm-hmm. basically. Is this anything you can kind of seem similar? Any other kind of country, any kind of civilization, anything like that? Like, that you see, like, oh, man. By the way, this is bad, guys. When you get to this point in, in your in your uh, in your empire, your republic, whatever, it's all downhill from here. I'm not, I'm not super good with ancient history, but I know there's a lot of parallels to the Roman Republic and the empire and like that transition and the fall of the Roman Empire. Uh huh. Um, but again, I'm I'm not educated enough on the, all the details for that. But I mean, even with COVID, like people don't realize that like literally a hundred years ago, the Spanish flu, like a lot of the same stuff, people not wanting to wear masks. Like a lot of the same stuff is at the same time. The problem with this year was you had, you had the civil, you had 1968 civil rights unrest, the Spanish flu <laughs> and, a, and a guy that's pretty close to Hitler all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It was just a triple whammy of shit. Yeah. Um, Trifecta. But like, at least like, as bad as COVID is, the Spanish flu was worse. Um, I think a million people died of the Spanish flu in the United States. A lot more people died around the world of that. Like, I think India had some like, like 20 million people died. Um, but I wouldn't say there's like one specific like thing because 2020 sucked, but like 1968 sucked, but it sucked for different reasons. You know? mm. So like there's, there's different moments of like not necessarily repeating itself, but like I always say like Donald Trump as bad as he is as a president and I I'm pretty far left in my politics um probably further left than people that say they're left aren't left (laughs) (laughs) like people that like are like Obama's a socialist I'm like I'm an actual socialist Obama is not a socialist (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's it's all shitty it's all symptoms of a larger problem yeah but i don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like capitalism yeah, is the devil you know i i uh, him and i uh shaw and i one night were at training and we just had a brief discussion about like u.s history and me mr like you know community college history uh u.s history 101 u.s history 102 i'm like hell yeah usa because if you look at like the history of like the this country we kicked fucking ass, bro. We kicked fucking ass. Every aspect of everything. And then Shaw looks at me and goes, you drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I thought that, 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 that's what it was. You know, I thought that's not real. Anyways, you... Uh, it's not that it's not real. It's just it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. And, but, you know, like, every civilization, every country's going to have... You, you got to do some shit. Yeah. To, to 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 build you know the country or keep it going you know every name point out one civilization country whatever that's absolutely flawless and perfect it doesn't exist it doesn't exist yeah 
It does not exist. You know, and is shit fucked up right now in this country? Hell yeah. But there's always been something. There's always been something where it's like, this ain't right. This ain't right. It's got to change. And it's like, yeah, man, it's just called progression. You know, you try and do the best you can. You try to do the best you At can. At least after tomorrow, there'll be one less thing for people to complain about and be upset uh, about. Man, I... Oh, I'll just complain about Joe Biden instead. <laughs> I, literally, looking at what he's going to do, I'm like, oh, I told my friend this the other day. I'm like, all right, Joe Biden day one, friggin' awesome. But the next three years and 364 <laughs> days, terrible. <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm actually interested to see what goes down tomorrow if we're gonna have, see some some protests. did you see all that riots? shit where like they vetted a bunch of these national guard guys and like they removed them because oh. they found out they were like i don't know they had some background that made them look sketchy for like maybe being like inside I, I, men i saw something where it was like it was just, i only saw two national guard guys got removed it was no i think it ended up being a lot more. more i don't know for certain but yeah oh what a surprise it's gonna be interesting to see what happens tomorrow but uh yeah, man. Let's move on with our questions, though. All right, yeah. The second question is from Find Roman on Instagram, and he asks, what do you feel is a good match that can serve as an introduction into wrestling? Mm, I don't know. I don't, is this for, like, people who you want to li- like it or, like, people you're bringing in to train? Like, yeah, because I have a really good answer for someone that's, like, new to wrestling. I like, think- someone that's trying to be a wrestler, like... I have a match that I always recommend to people if they want to like know basic match structure. But if they mean like a fan, that's a different question. All right, what's yeah. your what, so you, you're talking about a match you show a young wrestler? Yes. Or like a, a new a new trainee? Yes. All right, go. So like someone that comes in and is like, like, oh, what's a good match to like know like shine heat mm-hmm. off all that kind of stuff? I'm like I always say WrestleMania 21 Triple H and Batista because okay. Batista is still very green and. He's talked about I talked about on the Edge and Christian podcast how he didn't want to turn babyface. He's like, I don't want to do moves. I just want to get beat up. And uh, <laughs> don't we all? It, it was the that that interview was hilarious. Um, but I always say like if you watch it, you can see the basics. Like there's it's a very clear Batista shine. Triple H cuts him off dirty. The heat is very obvious. Hope spots are there. Like it's so formulaic and by the books, and it's it's good in that way because it's really good to show people and it's like guys this was the main event of Wrestlemania <laughs> like if it worked for them <laughs> it's gonna work for you you know yeah I, I'm I'm a big proponent of don't try to break don't try to rewrite the book until you've gotten the basic storytelling down yeah so. I think no, Triple H in general is a good a lot of his matches are probably good for people who are just starting because mm-hmm. he usually follows the formula to a T in most of his matches. Yeah. It's just good. It's just good. Solid. He's solid. Match yeah. Work. yeah. It's, it's not going to, you know, the, there's not going to be a ton of like high spots and shit, but that doesn't need to happen in every match. Yeah. Uh, now, okay. Like, let's say, uh, you have to introduce a friend to wrestling. That's like, Hey, they don't, they don't really like wrestling, but you're like, Hey, watch this match and tell me what you think of it. Is there uh, anything that sticks out that you'd be like, yeah, hey, yeah, here we go. Check this out. Um, I remember the first match I showed my wife's grandparents uh, was uh, Nakamura and Sami Zayn from Great Takeover. Match. Yeah, great match. Uh, just because like that is so like up and down, and like yep. it's so it's very good to like this is the drama of wrestling. Yeah. Like I feel like Nakamura in it towards the end of his New Japan run, and, like I don't know if it's so much that he's being misused in WWE or he just is he's just surfing, so he's not <laughs> as concerned with having like the best matches ever. Um, but like Nakamura and Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom 9, I think. That's mm-hmm. another one where I'm like, if you want to see people beat the crap out of each other, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, Nakamura and Sami Zayn's probably my go-to of like this is this is professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a match I saw live, and I was so bummed that like because my mom came out for that mania, I was like, if my mom had been there to see this match, I think she would have got the wrestling thing with me. Like I think she would have understood it. Okay. Because this because that match is incredible, and it's only better when you're there to see it. Yeah. It's like yeah, and like. I think I would have to. I mean, if it was just a fan, like somebody who uh, who'd never watched wrestling before, I'd probably have to say Macho uh, Steamboat WrestleMania three. That's just a great match. Um, I mean, that can also go towards a new wrestler, right? Like, hey guys, watch this match. Uh, probably any flair match to a new wrestler. Oh, just yeah. go here, man. Watch any of his old stuff. This is how you fucking work the crowd. This is how you you know get heat. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's probably my answer. You know, like Macho and Steam. That's a fantastic match. It's, it's probably like, what like twelve minutes that they went. I think so. Yeah, it's pretty short. Because I wouldn't want to show a very long match to yeah. a, a brand new wrestling fan. Yeah, I'd want to show them something. And you don't want to show them something so crazy that they think everything in wrestling is like that. Yeah, like you just you can show them a Young Bucks PWG match, but it's gonna yeah. be six minutes, but it's gonna be all flipping and diving well, and shit. It, it's funny because that's kind of what happened to my wife. The very first match she watched. I, th- I don't know if it was the very first match. One of the first matches she watched. We watched TLC 2015. We had just started dating. And I think the first match was like the triple threat tag team ladder match. <laughs> where like Kalisto does the friggin' Selena Del Sol off the ladder into yeah. the other ladder. And that was like her first like match ever. And to this day, she's like, I want to watch a TLC match. And I'm like, why? They're all the same after a while. Yes, they definitely are. I think it also had to depend on like who I'm talking to, right? Mm, like let's yeah. say like you're talking to like a buddy who's way into MMA. Oh, and yeah. they're like, oh, fuck all that, you know, pro wrestling stuff. That's O'Reilly and Balor. There you go. <laughs> or I'd be like, here, watch, the, you know, something from Japan, you know, like mm-hmm. New Japan where it's like them motherfuckers train MMA and then incorporate it into their match, yeah. you know, structure and all that kind of stuff. So. It probably just a lot of it would be like, okay, who am I talking to? Yeah, you know, what do they like? Are they like, you know, are they an MMA guy? Or are they like somebody who likes comedy? Mm-hmm. Okay, here. Speaking of MMA, what, are you going to be watching the fight on Saturday? Ah, uh, McGregor and uh, and Dustin Poirier. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good match, good rematch. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's on pay per view. I won't watch it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pay for it. But I did watch the one this past weekend. Did okay. you watch that? Do you watch? Do you follow MMA? Uh, at all? I follow. I don't really watch it. Man. I'll probably watch the McGregor fight. But I'll, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, this past weekend, uh, Max Holloway fought a dude named uh, Calvin Kadar and beat the brakes. Is that the off guy that was him. like taunting as like they were fighting? Like he was talking shit. Kind of, the end. but it wasn't like it was not until like the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. And I mean, this Max Holloway guy is looks like he's the best. I think it's 145 that they fight at. Um, he, he looked amazing. Did they have people at that? Like uh, yeah, it was over in Saudi Arabia. This, yeah, Abu Dhabi, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They had uh, a few people over there, and uh, yeah, man, it was that Max Holloway guy looks like a killer. That Calvin Kadar guy, one of those guys who's too tough for his own good, because he got the brakes beat off for five minutes, didn't go down once. And I was like, after round four, I thought either the ref needed to stop it or the cornerman needed to stop it. They put his ass back out there, and he finished that fifth round, and man. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, somebody can you can can somebody stay with him the rest of the night? Yeah. And make sure he's okay because that's the kind of stuff where you're like, dude, there's a lot of CTE going on right yeah. there. So but yeah, I'll probably watch. I mean, I I don't know. I'll 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 somehow either read 
or or watch it. I don't know, but it's it's on ESPN and it's you got to do all this stuff. Yeah, it's ESPN Plus, and you got to pay for it. Yeah. I think it's like seventy bucks. I'll read so. about it during. The, I'll read the updates. They'll post on Twitter like a quick video snippet exactly. of the end. So that's exactly. all I really need to see. There it is. I've always thought it was so silly. You pay seventy bucks for something that might go two minutes. <laughs> like like jeez. Like, like an old Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. Remember that? It used to be like two minutes and you'd be like, I just paid $70 yeah. for this. Even Ronda was at her peak. Like when she was like fighting people that she could kick the shit out. Like this lasted 30 seconds. Why yeah. did I pay $50 for this? You know, what's funny is, uh, so remember strike force. Mm-hmm. Yes. So strike force is uh, a promotion that used to run on showtime, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Ronda Rousey, it was a, they were huge with the female wrestling. Like they started it before. Uh, this is when Dana was like, I'm never going to have women fight in the UFC. Exactly. Right? exactly. It was when UFC bought strike force that they're like, okay, we'll have women now. So my, my, they had a, they had a show in San Diego a handful of years ago. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And uh, Rousey was uh, the champion, so she was the main event. She was going up against a girl, I think, named Sarah Kaufman. And uh, so I was there, free tickets. I was there, like almost like cage side, like I was right there on the floor. And the fight happened. It lasted like two minutes. Armbar submission, you know, win for for Rousey. And they're coming out of the cage, and my buddy and I are right there on the uh, on the barrier. And people are like going crazy for Ronda Rousey and Judo Jean Labelle was was her cornerman and i'm yelling at like I'm, I'm going crazy for him i'm like gene gene and he came over and took a picture with me it was sweet dude i have a funny story about ronda rousey yeah um so because i'm trying to be a teacher uh yeah. ronda rousey's sister is a teacher at a middle school in silmar and i did my student teaching with her as my master teacher oh no shit yeah so jennifer rousey was my master teacher and i remember we were at lunch one day and uh, my wife also used to work at that school and she was the one that was there and she was uh, it was right before Wrestlemania when Ronda main evented uh-huh. and she's like yeah we're supposed to go to New York for some fight I don't know anything about it <laughs> and my wife and one of the other teachers is like you mean Wrestlemania <laughs> you know she she literally had no concept of wrestling or MMA. Yeah. She literally said she remember she told me once she's like yeah every athletic bone in my family went to my sisters. Not oh me. really? So yeah. she, she she doesn't have a judo background. I I mean she she did it as a kid, but uh-huh. she didn't actually like pursue it. No, as, as not far. at all. Yeah. Do you think that happens with like football players when they're like I I'm going to some game in Florida. I don't know. I'm going to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch some foosball game. Yeah. Um. Actually, I met Rhonda one time backstage uh, in Anaheim. Very mm. nice. She came up to it was Che myself and somebody else and uh we were talking and she just she came walking up to us and just said hey I'm Rhonda and we're like yeah we, you know in our head yeah. we're like we know but she was very nice man mm-hmm. shook our hands she was very cool man very nice the, the thing she does online is such a gimmick like uh, people fall for it all the time and I'm like everything I've ever seen from her is she seems really nice yeah but she does that gimmick where she shit talks fans and shit talks wrestlers and I'm like She's working everybody. Like, hey. how do you not see that? Like, nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It, it, it works because yeah. there's a lot of those marquee fans that yeah. take it seriously and they hate her. Yep, yep. All right, what else we got? All right, we got a question, I guess, from the Level Up School. Oh, okay. Uh, and this is for, uh, is this for Shaw? Uh, I believe this is for Shaw. I think so. All right, let's go. Uh, what has he learned now coming to Level Up and what he thinks of the product? So, so anybody out there, Shaw has recently moved down to San Diego. You're a San Diegan. Yes. Now. It's wonderful. Um, you've been like what? You've been here for like two months? Uh, yeah, we moved at the end of October. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. And now you're training at Level Up. Mm-hmm. How are you liking it? What's going uh, on? I love it. Um, 
I mean, it's nice to just have somewhere to train that's 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely been a lot different in that, number one, you guys have training a lot more often than what I'm used to. Like, there's morning classes. There's night classes. There's classes on the weekend. There's classes not on the weekend. Like, it's... I can pretty much just pick and choose. Like, hey, I want to go now. Um, but as far as, like, things I could learn or things I have learned... I, it's definitely expanded my horizons. I like I said with when I would train with Skyfire, it, it was a lot of doing the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Which again, I I stress is super important. But I like that like with Benny, like he's like, well, why don't you try this? And I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. And like it let it makes me think out of the box, which yeah. I didn't used to do as much. And I could see it in my work a lot of the times. Like I'm like I'm just resorting to body slam leg drop all the time. And proven. Well, yes, yes, a hundred percent. But it's nice to have that like extra, like, well, what if you try this move? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that, that works perfect. It's the same thing. Yeah. But, you know, just gotten to in a different way. Yeah. So Benny's very good at that. I know. Benny's very, very good. Cause even when I started training mm-hmm. uh, level up and Benny would just kind of be like, show me something that was very cool, mm-hmm. but so simple also. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm putting that, in my back pocket mm-hmm. and I'm using it whenever it's necessary basically. I was gonna say you did the same thing for me. Like what the fuck did I do? Dude, some of the little stuff, like just working the arm, like I never even thought of that. Oh really? Yeah, like they just like pull their arm and hit him in the armpit practically. I'm like, that's genius. How did I never think of that? Yeah. <laughs> if you talk to Mike and about his wrestling ability, you would think Mike is like the shits. The way Mike talks about himself sometimes. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, Mike, you're I watch you and like you're one of the most fluid guys I've I see. So obviously if, you're probably- if you don't know what you're doing, none of us do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like the other day when Andy Brown was like, "I'm going to retire." And it's like, "Andy, if you retire, we all should retire." <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like you have you've done a very good job of kind of moving around and mm-hmm. getting some new trainers. Like that's a huge thing is kind of uh, you know, if you stick with one trainer too long, they're eventually going to show you everything they know. So you got to kind of keep jumping around yeah. and, and, and picking, you know, hey, I got this, you know, knowledge from this guy and I got this knowledge from this guy. So mm-hmm. you training with Peter, training with Ray, uh, training with uh, Sapphire, like Skyfire, Sky, Skyfire, sky Skyfire, Skyfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a good that's a good foundation as mm-hmm. far as like a good, well-rounded stuff. And that's that's kind of what you need to do is keep moving around. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that kind of like is what almost led me to what that level up with Benny. It's like, well, all my original trainers retired, moved away. And so I, I got to find somebody else to, to teach me some stuff, man, because, you know, it's hard to teach yourself. Oh, yeah. It's hard to teach yourself. Um, and yeah, I, I level up has done, has done a very well, a very good job of having different trainers there. You know, you got Hunter helping people out. You got Benny helping people out. I go there and I do my best. Um, oh, you're fine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, sounds like you got a good knowledge. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think the other part of the question was the product, and all I can say is like the new guys. So Leo, Fab, Cam, you know, as much as I hate him, Petey, like <laughs> like Petey's almost there, and like they're so good for having like less than five matches like it's insane you know granted part of it's because they've basically been training the last six months with nothing to look forward to yeah so like they're getting enough training to like there's no choice you know because they probably would have debuted sooner um but yeah it it blows me away how good they are and like maybe it's just i i also 
debuted after six weeks of training, which was a, not a good idea. Uh, I, about same here. Yeah. yeah so, I, like, I, I'm a bad example. When I watch my old matches, I'm like, why? Why am I there? Oh, what do you think is the best length of time? Like, from training to first match, how long do you think? Like, ideally, if you're talking to a new student. It really depends on the person. Because some people are going to pick it up easier than others. Yeah. Like, I, as much as I, like, shit on me debuting after six weeks, in a way, I was kind of ready. And as ready as someone at six weeks is going to be. Like, I could bump. I was selling okay. Like, I could do the moves. Like, but that doesn't mean I was ready. It was yeah. just like, oh, we're at, we have a birthday party and we need someone to bump. Like, <laughs> here you go. You know, and I did a good job. So they're like, well, we're going to put you in MPW at the time was doing weekly Friday shows. And they're like, well, you're here. And I was going every week to help set up. They're like, well, you're here every week. We might as well do something with you. Yeah. Here's a mask. You know, I actually asked that question to Gangrel because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got his school out in Florida. And this is back when I was up in or uh, Portland with him at WCWC. I asked him, like, you know, what's the amount of time you want to train a person for they debut? And uh, he told me two years. He goes, two years. I'd li- that's that's the time I want to work with a person before they debut. And as much as that kind of – if I was somebody who's looking to be a professional wrestler and train, and you hear two years, you go, God damn, that's a long time. That's a lot of money that you're taking from me. But also <laughs> – now that I've seen, like, so we just had Cam, we just had Fab, Leo, even Dom. Dom's, Dom, uh, these cats probably, so Lee, uh, Lee, uh, Cam was at Lance Storm's place prior to coming to Level Up. So he's probably been training for over a year, probably about a year and a half, right? Dom, I swear, Dom wrestled for or trained for about three fucking years before he debuted. And on, he still hasn't wrestled in front of people. <laughs> I know. That's the funny thing. That's right? the craziest thing. And then you have Fab and Leo that probably have been training I'm guess, probably a close to a year. I think a little more than that. And they, uh, and they, you know, their debut matches a lot better than my debut match. Straight up. Yeah. 100%. So when, you know, it's funny cause like I hear gang girl say that two years and if I was a brand new start, you know, wrestling kid starting, I'd be like, God damn, that's a long time. But then now that I see the results of people that have been training for a good amount of time and then they get and then they finally get a chance to debut and how they debut and how good they look. I go, God, that's, that's the right fucking answer, man. That's the right answer. Because, yeah, I, w- I was like you. I was real quick to debut. Yeah. And I look back at it now and I go, can somebody please erase these matches off <laughs> YouTube? Because they are the shits. I'd, I'd probably say six months to a year if I had to like guess, but again, it depends on the person. Yeah. Like some people are going to pick it up faster than others. Yeah. Here's yeah. a, here's my thing. So with Leo, Leo came in and he's very athletic as far as like good, he, you know, his, his movement is very good. All this kind of stuff. He picks things up really quickly. I was like, this kid's got it. You know, like this kid's going to, going to be very good. Fab. I looked at him and I go, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think this kid's going to make it. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm judging people. I don't know. Oh, people said that about me. Yeah. Well, that's that's the man. thing, man. We can judge all we want. Mm-hmm. You you know, that person, you got to prove it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Fab didn't stop, man. Fab showed up class after class after class. And finally, you're like, yo, this kid, he, he's got it. You know, like somehow he made it and he's still fucking, and, and he just debuted. He's looking great. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, you never know what you're going to get out of a, out of a person that comes in. Some people naturally pick it up. Boom, boom, boom. Some people take a little bit longer, but then they end up being very good. So what's the right of time? 
yeah, it's just it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But the more time you put in training and delay that debut as much as you want to debut, as much as you want to debut, if you just listen to your trainer and say, "Hey, man, it's not yet." If they tell you it's not, it's not ready, not yet, not yet. The second they let you loose, you're gonna blow, you're gonna blow some minds. I actually because uh, up in NorCal they just did the Young Lions Cup yep. or whatever, and was so Colin Censor doing the Rookie of the Year, which is weird that they're doing it with this people. year yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i was thinking about it and i was messaging uh i was talking to remy my mm-hmm. friend uh one of the wrestlers to level up and i was saying how like i kind of wish that i had delayed because i didn't get to have a normal rookie year really like, i never got like i never got any recognition from like rookie of the year for that or like i didn't get to have that because i debuted in six weeks i was a banana for <laughs> for the first like four <laughs> or five months <laughs> and then uh, once I finally debuted as Malcor, my old gimmick, like uh, because they the way they do rookie of the year is like August to August, some shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. I debuted in June, so like that isn't gonna work, you know. So like it's just I I didn't get to have that proper first year because I didn't really get a proper chance to like debut and be ready or at least kind of ready. Like I watched my very first Malcor match and my heat is literally three body slams. Fuck yeah. Just just one and I'm just like one after the other. I'm like, I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell. I can see it in my eyes. I'm like, I, I don't know what else to do, so I'm gonna body slam him again. Hell yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, body slam a motherfucker. <laughs> but uh yeah, it just it, it sucks because like I see the Young Lions Cup and I'm like, I could have done that, you know? And like I'm friends with Super Beetle and he did it when he had his first you know year. And, yeah. Like, I, like, I oh. never, uh, I never did the uh, young. I didn't do the young lions either. Yeah, and I ended up uh, knowing yeah, you were rookie of the year. I was. You're the last non Santinos guy. There you go. Um, and actually, I know, uh, I know Sparky Ballard now. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> like I didn't meet him until I was about like three years in or mm-hmm. some shit like that. Like, I met him up in uh, Portland also, and I was like, when can I do that young lions thing? And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. God damn it. Screwed out of an opportunity. You have to throw on a mask and have a new gimmick. And I know. You're, claim you're a rookie. I know, man. I know. That'd be funny, huh? If you just kept re like, just a new character every and, year, like, and nobody knew who you were, and you just kept debuting as a as a as a rookie. That'd be oh, if that counted, then Sweet Robin definitely should have gotten rookie. Of the there year. you go. <laughs> there you go. Sweet Robin. What what was the big change between Malcor and Sweet Robin? What happened with that? Uh, so Malcor, I lost my mask which was mostly because I couldn't breathe in that thing. And I was like, please get this off of me. Uh, I originally started with a mask because I had a really bad problem smiling uh-huh. when I was wrestling. I was just like, I, I'm having so much fun. So they're like, well, I'll just cover my mouth. Uh, <laughs> you had the Daniel Bryan disorder. You just smile all the time. And you're like, can you stop doing that? <laughs> uh, so once I eventually got over that and I was like, okay, well, guys, like this mask is hard to breathe in. So can I lose it? Was uh, that mask made for you? I, I had it custom made. Oh, yeah. really? So my my original mask was just some cheap Sub-Zero Elucha mask. Fuck yeah. Uh, but it was red. Uh, that one was actually pretty breathable. But then when I made my own custom one, which is the same basic idea, but with like teeth in the front. And it looked cool, but like they forgot to actually have like an air hole like mm-hmm. they did in the regular one. Uh so I just couldn't breathe in it. And then I did that for about a year and a half. And then I was like, okay, guys, let's let's get this thing off. Uh, so I lost a mask versus title match. Because what else are you going to do when exactly. you have a mask on? Uh, and then I did Malcor without a mask. And I it just it didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't work the way I wanted it to. It wasn't like when Kane lost his mask where he was still a crazy monster. Like, I was just like, I'm just me. And then I started doing level the level up showcases. Yeah, because when uh, I first met you, you were Malcor still. Yes, but I didn't have the mask on. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then I did that a couple times. I tried face paint. Like I was just trying to find stuff that would make it still be Malcor. But then I just realized I'm like, I should just be me. Like me turned up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't change the name initially, but I was basically, I had basically changed characters already. Like we did the millennium <laughs> when MPW versus level up and we came out to the backstreet boys. Like, were you there? Was that one of the level up shows? Yeah, it was a level up show. I don't remember if I, I can't remember. I can't remember being that. Yeah, no, it was uh, me, Moon, and Chuck, and we came out to the Backstreet Boys, and we had. Oh, a, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. guys were wearing like all white. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, had white fucking yeah. uh, button-up shirts, and that was pretty much like I was already like experimenting and changing things. Like at MPW, I was still Malcor the Monster, but at Level Up, I was like I was already turning into Sweet Robin. Yeah, uh, and then I switched to Trunks, and then I did Championship Wrestling from Arizona, and I was still Malcor. And we go through and then Peter and Ray come up to me and they're like, hey, we're changing your name. <laughs> and I'm like, and literally I was like, well, what do you got? Because like I had already wanted to, but I didn't really want to put the effort into thinking of something new. And they're like, how about Sweet Robin Shaw? And I was like, I love it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, because they were like, you should have like a feminine name. It's kind of like tiny, you know, naming a big monster guy tiny. <laughs> and I was like, that's perfect. And then the sweet was, the sweet was supposed to be ironic. You know, like he's sweet. You yeah. Know? Uh, and then I go to Hollywood and they're like, oh, we're going to put you with Jervis and you're sweet because you like candy. <laughs> it's like, you're like actually sweet, you know, because the friendship farm. And I was like, okay, I'll run with that. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 yes, sir. Whatever you say, Yuma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, you know? And I, I did that for a while, and I just recently turned on Jervis because fuck that guy. There you go. Good turn. Good turn. Time to time to be a bad guy. Time to oh, murder. It's so much funner being a bad guy, too, man. Uh, I Being a babyface is easier for me. Really? Like the the fire and like I, I I'm good at that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially in a tag team, like a hot tag, that's my jam. Like I can do that all day. Um, but being a heel is so much more fun. So much more fun. This is the first time I've ever heard someone say that being a face is easier for them. Because usually people say being heel is easy. Some people are natural, man. Like but, Hunter can't. Like Hunter is is just naturally a baby face. Like. He you'd have to like put him with someone who would talk for him, right? Like that's I, how you'd have to turn him. Here, I don't basically. even know that. I remember one time. So uh, we were at Expo Lucha, and Daniel Moon, mm-hmm. myself, and Hunter teamed against Adrian Quest, Fuego del Sol, and Arrow Boy, and they, uh, we, Daniel Moon, myself, and Hunter are supposed to be the heels, right? Or a little bit more heelish. Oh no. So Moon's Moon's a good heel. Oh, he's excellent. I you know I, I feel more comfortable as a heel. Hunter, it's like, it's so funny because Moon and I are trying to be like bad guys, and then you have like Hunter just being like, "Hey everybody!" Like <laughs> like 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 slapping hands like with the fans and stuff, and we're just like, it's just so funny to watch Hunter to try and be a, be a, a heel. Um, but it, it, some people just natural man. Some people can be dickheads. Some people can't. You know, it's just it's just the, you know. they're they're different you know like i i think in ring it's easier for me to be a baby face because i especially as a big guy i just i sell a lot yeah and <laughs> i see other big guys that don't sell at all and i'm like well, guys i don't care if you're 300 pounds you get punched in the face it hurts yeah act like it hurts yeah. um you know what's the worst is the people that um they want to be heels mm-hmm. but they they still look for the the approval from the fans they want to do moves they want to do moves yeah. they want to they want to you know, get the get the pop. They want to be the, the cool crowd. heel. They want to yep. be. The, I don't even know if they want to be the cool heel, but it's like, yeah. hey, dog, if you're trying to like get the adulation from the, the crowd, just go face, dog. I want a grandma to stab me. 
That is yeah. my, that is my goal when I'm a bad guy. At least at least I want an old lady to throw a punch at me. Yeah. You know, like I want something like that. But I, I hate when I see like people that are wrestlers that are are in the heel role, but they're still looking to get applause from the fans. It's like, no, as a heel, you do not give a fuck about the fans. Actually, you don't want them to clap. You want to take away what they want to see. Yeah. You want to take that away. So when somebody goes up for their spectacular move that the crowd has been waiting to see from them, you want to take that away from them. You just roll out of the ring. I'm telling you. Now now you can't do the move. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, but instead, they want to come up with a cool reversal of the move, yeah, which is exactly, you know, exactly. it's going to make the people pop. But my, not. my cool reversal is punch them in the face. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> Disrupt it. Yep. Disrupt them a little bit by punch them in the face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all the questions, huh? Yep. So, so cool, man. Excellent. We stretched it out. So. We did stretch it out. We had a good time. <laughs> hey, uh, you were just on the SoCal Pro Wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, got released. Today we're yeah, recording today. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, so go listen to that, people. Yes, please do. It's, it's on Apple Podcast. I think it's on like all of them. It's on a few things. Yeah. It wasn't on Spotify because I tried to listen to yours and I couldn't find it on Spotify. Oh really? Yeah, I ended okay. up watching. I think on Stitcher. Yeah. But anyways, go ch- go check out uh, Sweet Robin Shaw's interview on SoCal Pro Wrestling Podcast. And uh, that's about it. Anything you want to you, you want to put anything over? Uh, all my social media handles are just at Sweet Robin Shaw. Makes Sick. it very easy. Sweet. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees store. Even though I'm a bad guy, so don't buy my shirt. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/SweetRobinShaw. If you really want to buy a shirt, you shouldn't, because I'm evil. You should hate me. But I'm, I'm I'm an indie wrestler. I have to sell t-shirts. So. I did say it made it really easy to tag you in all the tweets and the Instagrams because I was able to find you really quickly. And that it, it weren't like Sweet Robin Shaw seven 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 six six underscore seven or something like that. By the way, that was the greatest sales pitch I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I don't want you to buy my shirt, but you should. <laughs> but if you absolutely feel like you need to, go do it. But I still don't like you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. It's a great job. That's that's a heel work right there, dog. I'm trying. Excellent, man. Anything else coming up in the future? You got anything planned? Any goals? What do you got? What do you got goals for twenty twenty one, dog? Uh, wrestle, wrestle more, wrestle that's as good, much as man. possible. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, like I said, I don't really have like goals of like making it, but I like wrestling a lot and I like traveling. So like, if I can travel up and down the state, and I, I was supposed to wrestle in Utah in like March, and then that got canceled because of COVID, and yep. I, I still want to get out there. But right now, I'm being extra careful with. Uh, Basically, if if your wrestling promotion isn't manage, having mandatory COVID tests, I'm not going. Yeah. Um. But I agree with that. Yeah. Like that. That's that. literally my only bar. Like, if everyone's COVID tested, I can at least like feel you're trying to take it seriously. So I'll go. But otherwise, I don't want to. Yeah. But, but hey, man, travel and wrestle. That sounds like some good goals. Mm-hmm. That that pound the pavement, dog. Yep. Ride them roads. Mm-hmm. The highways and the byways. Beat up Jervis on Hollywood. That's the other thing I want to do. There you go, dog. There you go. TV time. Yeah. TV time. Uh, let's see. Adam, anything else we got to put over as far as... No. Uh, next week. Next week. Adam, I don't, you know, I don't know if you want to announce it. Adam, what is next week? Next week is the year anniversary of the Hogsman podcast. The ho- that's, and it's the ex- almost the exact it's, anniversary. Yep, it's gonna, I think it's going to come out on the 27th, which is exactly a year from when the first episode came out. Yep. So next week show, we're going to be uh, recording at the Level Up Pro Wrestling School, a.k.a. the Level Up Studios. 
And uh, we're going to have uh, Benny, a.k.a. B-Boy, sit in. Hunter Freeman's going to return. He's He hasn't been on the pod. And who fucking... Hunter only shows up for the big shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know last time he was on. It was probably the last time Dominic was on. And then uh, Dominic's going to sit in next week, too. Dom's going to hang out. We haven't talked to him since before he debuted. Yeah, it was literally the weekend before he had a SummerSlam match. So it's going to be nice to uh, catch up with him, see what's going on in his world. And uh, so, yeah, tune in to that episode. It'll be next week. And then uh, it's after our training. So are you, you go to training on Tuesday nights? Uh, usually. If you want to hang out, man. Yeah. You can hang out with us. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. Because I don't know what the Dig out some doing. other mics, but we'll I figure it out. I don't know what we're doing. So the more people here, the better chance I have of figuring out what to talk about. Yeah. If Dominic's here, we probably can cover about an hour. And Benny, too. There's like, about an hour, 45 minutes of just talking to them about stuff. I like to call it on the fly. There you go. Call it on the fly. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Did anyone even notice Devin was gone? For a second. For a second, I... I, I you I, turn, you're like, you're not Devin. <laughs> you're not Devin. I, I'm definitely not Devin. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Shaw, thanks, man. Appreciate you having, having coming on the show, dog. I don't, when's the last time we had a guest on? Andy Brown, probably. Oh, that's right. We had Andy. Didn't we have somebody else that we... That we uh, since then, I think that was, I think Andy was the last guest because that was back at the Level Up show a couple months ago. That's right. I'm trying to think. I don't think we had another guest since then. Yeah, man. So it's nice to get some get some new blood in here. New blood. Thank you so much. And then next week, too. And then next week, too. And hopefully next week, the week after that, we can figure something out for that, too. Figure it out. All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, listening to this episode of the Hogs and Pod. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whole bunch of other platforms uh steel cage radio also and shout out to 10 barrel brewing pub beer cheap fun beer what's up and adam is there anything else i gotta put over oh you want to put over the uh the social media yeah we are at hogsman pod on twitter and instagram like subscribe when i post the things about the questions feel free to send them don't wait till the day of the podcast to send them yes that's would, would be nice to get them a little sooner and then also check out uh, level up pro wrestling. We're going to be releasing matches on IWTV.com. I think next month it starts. Yeah. So you're going to get a whole bunch of uh, brand new matches. You're going to see some debuting students on these matches, you know, wrestling myself, Shaw, Hunter, and we're going to be re- recording matches every like Sunday for like the next foreseeable future yeah foreseeable future i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be every week good man i'm glad we're doing that we should have content we should have been doing a long time ago i that's what i wanted to been doing but hey man better late than never so it's good man because got to get some new footage out there all right well that's gonna do it for this episode hey shaw i don't know if you know this but if they want the tip what do they got to do then no yikes Adam, go and take it. You gotta take the whole hog. Adios. (laughs) 